thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. We are uh, just a few weeks into our small group semester, and I hope that you're able to find a small group um, and, and get connected. It's one of the things that we uh, really believe around here is that um, between Sundays, our aim is for you to uh, be connecting with other people. I want to highlight just a few of them. Um, One of the uh, great leaders in our church is Matt Coleman, and he has one called Band of Brothers. And so it's a men's group. If you're uh, a man and still looking for a great group, uh, I like to make the joke that's extremely inappropriate. And I always have people tell me it's inappropriate every time I say it, but I say it every time anyway. It's kind of like uh, speed dating, uh, small groups. You just kind of keep looking, looking, looking. Whoop, all right, there. And so um, you, you never know for sure. Um, but I want to encourage you not to quit um, on finding that group. That's a great one. And then Josh and Becca Gudapati uh, lead a great one. Um, it's called Revelation 7. And um, so it's a small group for couples. Uh, but just to throw in some flair, there's an international, bring, bring some international food, and they eat something different every week. So that's probably the best group we have. Um, but uh, if you're looking for one, that would be a great one. Another couples group is led by uh, Stephen and Andrea Dumont, and that's called um, Families That Foster. And so um, if that w- would be something that you're interested in, uh, those are some, some small groups that I'd love to encourage you to stay connected with. Also, I just want to highlight this week uh, is spring break for many people, not everybody. And in an attempt to uh, develop a little more family time, we're going to not have Bold Youth tomorrow night. Um, and we're going to not do um, the prayer meeting on Wednesday, just uh, so that you can have a little more intentional time to be together with your family. And so uh, happy spring break to those of you that are celebrating, and then we'll go back full roar next week. One more announcement, and that is, is that on April 1st, we'll have our dream team uh, big party. And, um, and, and our goal uh, is, to, is to celebrate what God has done. And so thank you to everybody that serve on a team, uh, whether you're serving on a prayer team or a worship team or uh, maybe one of these teams greeting people or an outreach team during the week. Um, let's just give a big hand to everybody that serves on a team. Can you do that? We're so grateful. And that's going to be a great time together. So uh, make that a priority. Put it on your calendar. Uh, We will party like never before, like it's 1999. All right. um, Another inappropriate joke. Okay. Uh, Hey, turn in your Bibles if you've got... Actually, let's go big. Let's go. Let's stand together. Let's read the Word of God together uh, and open your Bibles to John chapter 10. We're going to read this standing up, just old school. When I was a kid, you had to stand up when we read the Bible. Uh, So we're going to do it today. I'm going to see how it flows. All right. So... John 10, we're starting a series and we're calling it I Am. And there's statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John where he said, I am, and he gives a picture. He gives a metaphor. He gives a way for us to see him. So he'll say things like, I am the vine. Uh, Or we will conclude on Easter Sunday, April 17th with, I am the resurrection and the life, all right? And so that'll be big. And you will want to make sure to be here on Easter Sunday. Uh, Today, we're going to go after this one that Jesus says in John chapter 10, where he says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. So let's read this text together. I'll read it. I'm going to half preach, half read it, because I did that in the first service. I got so excited. I just started preaching. So you might be standing for a while, everybody. Um, (laughs) 
Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I have come that you may have, what's that word? Now say it like David Forley would say it. Life. Come on. Might have life and have it to the full. Here it is. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd. We can just stop there. I'm going to hit on that really strong today. The hired hand is not the shepherd. Where that's going to go is there's a lot of false shepherds. They don't bring life. The hired hand is not the shepherd. Anything I put my faith in other than Jesus is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. Uh Uh-oh, ownership. Hey-oh. Wait a minute. I'm an American consumer. Ain't nobody going to own me. Uh Uh-oh. Welcome to church. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Uh Uh-oh, Jesus isn't your shepherd. The man runs away because he's a hired hand, and this is an attribute. An attribute of the good shepherd is that he cares. The hired hand cares nothing for the sheep. mm, This is going to be a good day. I am the good shepherd. He says it a second time. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. That's the good news. That's where that little video ended at the cross. And I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. And I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I'm going to skip down to verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. This is what my sheep do. They listen. I know them and they follow me. Father, we love you today. Father, we ask Lord Jesus that you would help us to live like sheep, that you, Jesus, would be our good shepherd, that in a day and a time where we are tempted to live with so many other false shepherds, we place you right at the center of our heart, our eyes, and our affection. Be the good shepherd of our lives. We honor you. In Jesus' name, and all of Radiant said amen. You may be seated. All right. Go ahead and touch the person next to you. Tell them you love them. Say, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right. Hey, there's, um, there's billions of people in the world, and there's been billions in human history. And yet the one who is um, probably united people the most strategically and divided people has been their opinion or their view of Jesus. So how you see Jesus, what you think of Jesus, most important thing about you. A.W. Tozer says this, we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. I'm going after that mental image today. Actually, I'm not. All I'm doing is presenting to you what Jesus said. So this series we're calling I Am, but you could easily call it Jesus About Jesus. It's what Jesus had to say about Jesus. So in Matthew 16, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Some say, John, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say one of the prophets. Jesus looks back and he says to them, and he asks them a question. Jesus is famous for asking questions. So for those of you that don't like to be asked a question, you just want a preacher that gives a monologue and you don't have to answer, uh, go join a small group. All right, anyway. Uh, 
But he asked a question. Who do you say? Why? Because it's not just about what others say. It's about what do you say? So that's where we're aiming at this series. Who, who, who do you say? Like in your Mondays through Saturdays, who do you say? So not just what do you say on a Sunday. It's easy for me to sing a song with David Forlew on a Sunday, me, David Perkins. It's easy for me to sing that. Why? Because this is fun because the lights are on. David Forlew is good and this is a great time. But it's harder for me on a Saturday to trust my shepherd. It's harder for me on a Friday to let him be my protector. It's hard for my allegiance to be towards Jesus, my shepherd. And so I'm aiming at a mental image of Jesus where who he is is so supreme and so big that you would look at him in the eye around a, 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 a fire says when they, the disciples came to Caesarea Philippi, just before Jesus goes to the cross. And if you were locking eyes with Jesus, you'd have on your lips much to say about who Jesus is. So he says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Do you see him as a good shepherd? And when you think about Jesus, not what do the preachers say, not just what do the songwriters say, but I'm talking about when you are alone with Jesus in the car. I'm talking about when it's just you and him. What's your image of him? Because that image of you forms how you relate to him, how you talk to him, how much he leads you as your shepherd through the day. So that viewpoint matters. Uh, and people have always had different images about Jesus. Mike Tyson, the famous boxer, uh, he said he could beat up Jesus. So that's his viewpoint, all right? Now, that view of Jesus forms your allegiance to Jesus. I wonder what it's like, you know, <laughs> How, how, do you, how do you follow the one you think you can beat up? I'm just asking. I'm not picking on Mike Tyson. I'm just saying, that's not a good view. We, we can do better, right? <laughs> John Lennon of the Beatles, he said that he was more famous than Jesus. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, my, my daughter, um, I was wearing a, a Beatles t-shirt and my, my daughter asked me, uh, Dad, who is that on your T-shirt? And I said, you don't know who this is? And she said, I have no clue. And I was like, well, um, Gen Z, they don't remember the Beatles. I'm just saying, here's my point. That viewpoint, though, that affects how you live your life. And so, and so Jesus aims here in verse 27 where he says, my sheep follow me. And so if you have a high view, right view, clear view, strong view, accurate view of Jesus, each time that you have a mental image about who he said he really is, you will take steps towards following him. And when your view gets skewed and you start to have a false view that the cultural narrative gives, and people in the culture have a view, by the way. Actually, just this week here in Kansas City, uh, I'm listening uh, in a public place to this lady on Thursday. Snow came. She didn't like the snow. And um, and, uh, you know, in public places, people don't know that I'm a preacher, but it's great content all the time. And so uh, <laughs> this lady erupts about her bitterness about the snow and gives about nine words, all that are just filled with ones that I would never say right here, right? And just, or any other place. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but right in the middle of it was, she said Jesus' name, like right in the middle. It was like, mm and I'm just like, she's, she's got a view, right? She's got a view. Um, I was in another coffee shop yesterday, and, uh, and, uh, and these people don't know they're going to end up in my sermon, but um, I'm sitting there. 
praying through John 10. And this lady, in the, talking to another lady next to me, and she just rattles off some rage about a professor. And she's just in the middle of it. She's just, she just puts Jesus' name right in the middle of it. Mm, so she's got a view. So some of you think, well, I, I come to church, I hear about Jesus. I want to invite you to this. We have a culture all around us where people have a view of Jesus, whether they tell you they do or not. Everybody's making a view. Everybody's got a view. Some people might leave Jesus out completely, which ultimately means that they have decided that they will be their own shepherd. Or they might have a negative view. You have a view. They have a view. This view that you have of Jesus, your mental image that you have of Jesus is the most important thing about you. And so let's dig in on Jesus, the good shepherd. Shepherd is a it's a word that, that is it's very common in the scriptures. It's not really one that we use often here uh, in 21st century Kansas City. Um, it's actually used 400 times, uh, the idea of sheep in the Bible. So we're, we're often referred to as sheep, following a shepherd, and it's all throughout the stories of Israel. And so you had Abraham was a shepherd, and Moses was a shepherd, and David was a shepherd, and David said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, and sometimes when we were talking about the religious leaders in Israel, they would refer to them as shepherds, and so even in like Ezekiel 34, there, there's this scaling rebuke against the bad shepherds of Israel, and so the idea of shepherd is very common in the scriptures, and so it's one that sometimes we will kind of set aside because it's so not a part of our language, but I want to give you a different word that is what, it, what I think helps us a little bit. And, and the word shepherd, uh, ultimately, you could say, this is a leader. This is who can I trust? So Jesus is the good shepherd. Many people will no longer trust Jesus as their good shepherd because they have a wrong view of Jesus and they're, they're tired of trusting bad leaders. So some people say, hey, I, you know, and maybe you have a good leader. So maybe you've had a good leader that you've falsely put too much trust in only to have them let you down. So a religious leader lets you down or a family leader lets you down. Maybe a political leader lets you know. Maybe your job. Think about the worst job you ever had. Ever. I know mine. <laughs> that leader, the pro probably the reason why it's the worst job you ever had is some kind of brokenness with the leader. So, so we start to form this opinion of, well, I don't, I don't know that I can trust anymore. I don't know that... <sighs> That, that, that my, my truster is broken. That sounds like you, mom. You would say that, my truster. That's like what, what I would have learned when I was seven. My truster's broken. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know that I can do that again. And so, so we stop trusting. And then here's what many people do that don't necessarily have a, a false shepherd or a hired hand. Instead, you just go, forget everybody. I'll, I'll be my own shepherd. So when I sit across, especially us dudes, we, we tend to do this a lot. I sit across a coffee shop with men, and, and, and they might not say it as specifically as, <laughs> I'm trusting a false shepherd. I'm going to trust myself. I'm wounded and I'm hurt, but that's the narrative. So then there's this American cowboy that comes out and goes, I'll, tr I, I'll do it myself. I'll protect myself. I'll lead myself. I'll give myself life. Can you imagine how good of news it would be if there was somebody 
who could give you abundant life, protected you, loved you, and led you with perfection. That'd be a great leader. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could go on a Monday through a Saturday and you didn't have to be the leader of your own life? What would your life look like if you had somebody who with perfection cared for you, protected you, laid laid their life down for you? That'd be a great leader, wouldn't it? That'd be a great shepherd. This week I was on um, Instagram like every other pastor, and uh, <laughs> sorry, and um, I was looking at uh, Kenneth Grosh's Insta story. Dad, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. Just smile and nod, like, okay, sounds good. All right. <laughs> and here's what I love I saw on Kenneth Grosh's Insta story, um, Peyton posting about her husband, how he was out in the snowstorm playing with his kids in the snow. And he's got two little tiny kids. Here's what I thought. Look at this dad who enjoys his kids. Pretty close to the street. So he's protecting his kids. I did have that thought. (laughs) And wouldn't it be amazing? Can you imagine those little tiny kids? They They are feeling enjoyed. They're feeling protected. And so the, all, I was just thinking, because here's, here's what was going on in my life. I went straight from a news app about the war to Kenny's Insta story, right? Because you know what's going on inside of me? Anxiety, stress. And I just thought, man, think about those little kids right now. They have a, a good father. I'm going to use this metaphor, though, that Jesus used, this shepherd. And he's, he's protecting them. They don't have a care in the world. They just... And I'm not aiming at avoiding the reality of the broken world. I am talking about a heart posture where we have somebody who can protect us, who can lead us. So when we read the scriptures, it is said of us that we are a family of God. And it says that we are the flock. So you're, you're a part of a flock. Psalm 100 says that we are the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 23, David says that the Lord is my shepherd. So this picture of a sheep and a shepherd, this runs through the scripture. And I think that for you and me, if we were honest, we would say, got it, memorized it. You know, I did vacation Bible school, memorized that a long time ago. Um, I was discipled by vegetables. I know the idea of the Lord, <laughs> Lord being my shepherd. Um, I figured out I, I, I know that cognitively. I have that, David, I've got that psalm memorized, bruh. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's about where I quit, but I know that part, you know? Like, that's what I want to aim at. I want to aim at, not can you say that Jesus is the good shepherd. I want to aim at present tense in the midst of a crisis, Monday through Saturday. Is Jesus your shepherd presently? When you look at who leads you, when you look at who is a good leader, when you look at where your trust is, when you look at your life right now, are you functioning like a sheep or the one who laid his life down or the one who protects or the one who gives life 
where the one who loves is who you are putting your trust in, like a sheep follows a shepherd, is it presently true in your life? We don't like that imagery of a sheep. That's so, so not our culture. Like, don't call me a sheep. Sheep are dumb following him. I'm not going to be no sheep, right? Our culture, we'd be like, I'll, I'll be an eagle. I'm an eagle amongst a bunch of turkeys at my work, but I am an, I am an eagle. I'll be Simba, a lion. Mm, I'll be that. You can hold me up, celebrate me. Up at Pride Rock, just can't wait to be king. I got a great future one day. I am a lion. I'll be a lion. I'll be an eagle, but don't call me a sheep. Sheep. And we love leadership. We like being somebody. But let's go Jesus on Jesus. Jesus talking about the Christian life. And he calls us sheep that follow the shepherd. Why? You have such a high view of who Jesus is that instead of wanting to follow yourself, you want to follow him. Instead of loving your ability to protect yourself, instead of loving your ability to, to find life on your own, you actually get to that point where you recognize, I've actually followed a whole lot of hired hands, a whole lot of false shepherds. They turned out to not give me life, and there's only one good shepherd, and it's Jesus. So, have you ever... I just love this phrase because it's talking about the hired hand doesn't care for the sheep. So the good shepherd actually lays his life down for the sheep. That's what it says here in John 10, lays his life down. And of course, that's the whole story of who Jesus is, that there is one who laid down his life for you. So the person who has the great strength came and gave his life for the little sheep that had little strength. And it's this divine God going, I mean, and the New Testament's full of it. I mean, 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, though he was rich for our sake, he became poor that we might become rich. Philippians 2 says that Jesus is, here he is seated high above all, and he humbled himself and made himself obedient to death, even death on a cross. I mean, we've got the story of Jesus, the one of high position goes to the low position. So Jesus goes out, and he's the good shepherd, and he goes and he lays his life down for the sheep. So you start to allow that to infiltrate your heart and all of a sudden there's a flip from I can be my own shepherd or I'll follow a false shepherd to no, there is one who laid his life down for me and he alone is the good shepherd. So allegiance to the shepherd grows. The mental image of how you see Jesus. So more than just singing the songs on a Sunday and I love to sing the songs on a Sunday. More than just memorizing a metaphor, there's this present tense on a Thursday. You are my shepherd. You laid it all down for me. And the good shepherd, not only did he lay everything down for you, but he knows you. He knows specifically you and your story, what's going on in your life. That's what Jesus says, John 10, 11, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Hmm. Jesus embodied this. We see Jesus knowing people's specific names and their story, right? I love, one of my favorite ones is when he finds Zacchaeus. I just, I love short people. And uh, just kidding, that's an easy joke, low-hanging fruit, just went for it. Um, <laughs> um, 
I love the way that with Zacchaeus, who is living in betrayal of the Jewish people, he's in the tree, and Jesus just looks at him and says his name. I mean, if you're Zacchaeus, surprised that Jesus actually calls you out, but calls you out by name. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> Eat with you. John 20, Mary, weeping in the resurrected Christ, calls her by name. Mary, you know my grief? If you're, if you're, if you're Zacchaeus up in the tree, you know, you know my betrayal? You know that I'm ripping these people off and living on wealth that I shouldn't have? And you call me by name? Zacchaeus. Mary. Even where we're going to go on Easter Sunday is dead Lazarus. <laughs> and Jesus calls him by name, Lazarus. Hey, Peter. Simon, I'm going to change your name. I know you so well, I'm going I'm to change your name. Hey, Saul, you're out, you're out destroying the church. Why do you destroy? Hey, Saul, Saul, I'm going to change your name too calls him by name. So Jesus calls you by name, no matter what you're walking through, no matter where you're at. And the people that I just listed to you, I listed to you people that were every form of living in betraying people to grieving to actually living with zeal, but actually destroying the work of Christ. So the storyline that you're too messed up you're too far gone. You're too broken. Nope. Jesus, the good shepherd, looks at you today, calls you in the midst of your chaos. There's no chaotic scenario that he doesn't look at you and say, hey, and call you out by name. So every person in this room and every person online, everybody on demand later, every person knows your name. He knows your situation. He's the good shepherd. He's better than you think. If it were proper English, I could say he's gooder than you can imagine. You are good, good, gooder, 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 gooder. Oh, yeah. He is good. No, 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 no. I know, David. I, I sing songs. What? No, no, I know. Oh, no. No, testimony. He's better than you can fathom. He's the good shepherd. So there are shepherds. There are a bunch of hired hands. And Jesus is by far infinitely good so that... You can say, so I can trust him. You get down to the level of most people's brokenness. Trust is broken somewhere. Violated, hurt. Trusters broken. I just can't follow a leader anymore. I just can't follow that leader. I'm too... So there's some people that um, are really fascinated with a certain business or political party or sport or uh, some kind of monetary vision. And most people eventually go, there'll be a day where their cynicism will set in. But if you're looking at someone hoping that they will be your provider and give life, or if you've given up on it and decided to depend on self, it's all broken compared to this. Jesus alone is my good shepherd. So no matter if it's self or any other person, there is 
They're all hired hands, all false shepherds. There's one that's good because there's one that's true. Does that make sense? So David, so, so don't get me wrong. I mean, if, if Jesus has your highest allegiance, I mean, I believe there's obviously a lot of great people. What I'm talking about is where do you put your hope? Who is your ultimate shepherd? Who's the ultimate one that I put my, I'm trusting will protect me and lead me and guide me and know me and give me life, abundant life, Zoe life. That, that's only Jesus. And he says here that the false shepherds, they don't care. So, you know, we, we have, you can picture this. This is the moment where when a, when a wolf comes, the good shepherd lays his life down. The false shepherd kind of throws the sheep and runs away. Like I'm going to protect myself. David was a picture in the Old Testament of someone who gave his life. I mean, was literally like, I will take on the bear. I'll take on the lion. I'll take on the giant. He was this picture of a shepherd, a good shepherd. And then Jesus is the fulfillment of the greater shepherd. Jesus is the one that lays his life down for the sheep. So think about your own life and what you've memorized or what the narrative in your own life is about Jesus being a shepherd versus how you live in the margins on a regular Tuesday, on a regular Wednesday. And I want to invite us today to reposition Jesus back again as my present tense shepherd in the chaotic world that I live in. In the middle of what seems so hard, Jesus, I'm going to put you. And no matter no matter what you think about yourself or how you're digesting this message in your head, you know, you have a shepherd. Everybody has a shepherd. Like no matter, we've all got, we've, we've all got shepherds, period. We'll, 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 ultimately, we'll put our faith and our li- draw our life from someone, something. Some people do it in jobs. Some people do it in politics. Some people do it in family and friends. Some people make it themselves. But Jesus actually tells us three things in the text on what sheep do. So here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to just do what Jesus tells us to do. <laughs> I want to invite you just to look at what Jesus tells us to do and figure out what, what would it look like if I, if I lived that way. Because these false shepherds, they'll ruin your life. Like you, you, you allow something else to be ultimate even if it's self, and, and, and in the end, it leads to ruin. But you get Jesus, the good shepherd, as your shepherd, and it leads to life, abundant life. So he says this. He says, my sheep, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I want to invite you on a regular day. How, how are you as a sheep doing at knowing your shepherd? Typical of a shepherd to know each of a sheep, and then sheep to know the voice of the shepherd. What does it look like? How, how, do, you, how do you walk in with even the first, like we say our vision creates to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference? That first one, know God. On a regular Tuesday, how are we doing it? Like, I'm, I'm, I know my shepherd. I'm, I'm a sheep, and I know him. I, 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 walk, I, I have a relationship. And how are we doing at listening? 
my sheep hear my voice. My sheep listen, right there, John 10. My sheep, sheep are listening to the voice of the shepherd. And then it, where it ends is, is, my sheep follow me. So that's just where I want to go. I want to go with, how am I as a sheep doing on a regular day that I know my shepherd? I listen to my shepherd and I follow my shepherd. You tend to follow whatever you know and listen to. So if I, if I consume hours and hours of Netflix and I listen to what all those narratives are, but I don't listen to the word of God. Ultimately, what I follow probably won't have allegiance to the good shepherd. I, I, I form my opinion based upon um, my allegiance, what I follow, based upon what I know, what I listen to. So I love the guy who, a friend of mine, and about 10 years ago, he just decided to just have the word of God in his house. And he's got, I think it's been about nine years, nine and a half, 10 years he's been. It's just, it's just in his house, just the word of God. And he, he came out of a life of um, just, he came out of jail and came out of drug addiction. And Jesus saved him as an adult. And so he's this, I think he was about 30. And uh, he was so, so hungry to, to have Jesus be a shepherd, he just said, I, I, I'm gonna shut out all these other things. I'm just gonna have the word of God going in my house nonstop. And today, he's, he's about my age, and he's, he's got the word of God just pumping. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not I'm just, I know when I say things like this, people think, do you ever think that we all have to do that? No, 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 I'm just saying, I, I, I don't have that going in my house. 24. I'm just saying, yeah, but I love the determination. I'm gonna listen. So I want to listen to the word of God or maybe read. I'm going to read the word of God or I'm going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I just think it's easy for us to memorize a view that says, Jesus, my shepherd, because I prayed at a church camp in third grade or because I had a blue cup that had a little picture of a sheep and Jesus is a shepherd. And I know the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, which those things are great. I thank God for all those things. But let's build on those things so that the statement of them are actually true in how we live our lives. Today, here's what I know. I know the God of the ages, the Lord is my shepherd, and, and Jesus, the good shepherd, is the one that I know. I know him. And the one that I listen to, I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I listen to the word of God. I love the voice. And so I have a stronger ache in my heart to hear the shepherd today than to hear sports radio today. Oh, David. No, no. We're headed into March Madness. I know. I know. David, we're going to make some trades and we're going to win the AFC West this year. I I know. I know. I know. Hear me. When I say those things, I am not saying those things no longer exist in our lives, but they are a distant voice compared to the voice of the shepherd. The voice that I care about is higher than the sportscaster. It's higher than the, this news alert. Rubbish compared to the surprising greatness. I have no way my shepherd. For whose sake I've lost all things. I'm just telling you, 
you get, you get a little taste of that, where you, like it's a part of your story that you've heard his voice. Part of your story that you get to walk in my 40s in relationship with God, or my 30s, or my 50s, or my 70s, or my 80s, or my 20s, or my teens. And it just starts to have the other, the other hired hands just feel, just, it's not that there's any, I mean, they just don't have this, but they don't hold me. It's, 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 have you ever, have you ever talked, I love talking to people that, um, and you guys know this, that I, I love the older people that have walked with Jesus for 50 years. Because when I talk with them, it's not a theory. There's so many that I talk with that they've developed this life where it's actually true of them. So the things that are causing everybody else to just be fascinated, they're not mean-spirited. They just don't have the hooks in their heart. They're not mean. They're not like, ah, it's not, it's not tree of knowledge of good and evil. Like Les talked about last week. It's just, they don't produce life. Here's what's life. What's the shepherd say? Who's Jesus? What's Jesus doing? What's Jesus? Have I heard him? What's he saying? What's it look like? Cause that's who I follow. I follow the shepherd and it ends with I'm following him. So I think it's easy for me, maybe for you to develop a cultural view, an image that says, I'm going to soak the marrow out of life. I'm going to form my own bucket list and accomplish all the things I want to accomplish in my life. These will be my positions. This will be my wealth asset. These are the places I want to go. This is the house I want to have. This is the, what I want each category of my life to be. I will check those boxes. I can do it. I've got the time. I've got the energy. I've got the vision and I can figure it out. And I am inviting you to take the concept of my own bucket list and push it aside and say, according to Jesus about Jesus, what's the shepherd's bucket list? What's he wanting to do? What's his vision? Oh, he, he's about a people that walk with him and know him. He's about, a, he's about a great multitude that no one can count from every tongue, tribe, and nation. He's about me loving my enemies. He's about me being a man or woman of prayer. He's about me showing mercy and kindness to the poor. He's about the outsider. He's showing kind. And those things actually become my bucket list. So I've replaced my dreams with Jesus' dreams. Here's the crazy part. You'll be surprised. Abundant life available to those who just, Jesus winks and goes, watch this. Nothing compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. Hey, watch this. Abundant life, Zoe life. The thief that comes to rob, kill, and destroy is coming after your affections. Taint your view. Let's get them to live for themselves. Let's get them to live for money. Let's get them to live for fun. Let's get them to live for fame. Then, and the wolf, the, he's coming. The enemy's coming. He's got to, in the way that he's coming after you, let's get you to believe false things about Jesus, so that you live with yourself as your own shepherd. But Christianity 
is this. I'm a sheep and I know my shepherd and it's in knowing my shepherd I find life. I'm a sheep. I listen to the voice of my shepherd and he leads better than the internet leads me. He leads me more clearly than Wall Street. He leads me. He listens. I, I listen to his voice. When I listen to his voice, I find life. And I follow it. Because where he's going, when I follow him, it's amazing. He gives me supernatural I don't know where you're at today, but whether you've been walking as a sheep for 20 years or two weeks, I want to invite you, us today to go all in on Jesus being my shepherd this week. Not that I've memorized it. Not that I could quote Psalm 23. Not that I knew I am the good shepherd, John 10, and I already had that memorized. Not that I've read a book on it but that this week on a Monday, I'm gonna know him. I'm gonna listen to him. And I'll follow him. What if he leads me into areas that are challenging and hard? Probably will. What if he leads me out of my comfort zone to go and it's the John 10 here where he says, I, I, he talks about, I have sheep of another, I, I have sheep of another pastor. He got a little great commission already in John 10. He will. But you follow him and he'll give you abundant life. It's this divine exchange. I falsely believe I got to be my own shepherd. I falsely believe that I should follow some other hired hand who doesn't even care for me, just throws me to the wolf over and over and over again. But you just be that sheep and you'll be surprised the exchange. He goes, I'm actually the shepherd. I run after you. He's always doing it. He runs after people. And he finds them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> blind man, I found you. Hey, you know that story in Luke 15, the good shepherd? He leaves the 99 for the one he finds. He's so caring he finds. So he'll, he'll find. Who, who is the person that just touched me? Oh, I see that little desire, that little desperation coming out. He, f he finds people. He's the one. That fi he'll find you. It's who he is. He's the good shepherd. Put your story in there. He knows your name. Put your story in there. He's a, he's a good shepherd. And today, our response to the good shepherd is... The song that David let us sing a moment ago, the answer is Jesus. I give you my life. And this exchange, I'm just a sheep. I just, I, just, I just know, I just listen, and I just follow. And to those people, they wake up. Years, months, maybe decades into following Jesus. And everything else just looks like, why would I listen myself. Why would I? I mean, you listen to someone who's, 
who's 80 years old and been following Jesus for 50 years, and they laugh when you tell them, hey, you should be your own shepherd. They go, ah, me? I can't shepherd myself. Oh, you should have you given your life to the pursuit of wealth. What? That, that turned out to be ashes. No, you should have put your hope in a political party. <laughs> Giving your life to your career, that would have been great. No, here's what the 80-year-old who has spent five decades walking with Jesus, tears in their eyes, and they go, I know him. I've heard his voice. The word of God is my food. I listen to his voice. I've shut down some Netflix. I can't, I, I just don't have time for all the sports radio because I got to hear the voice of my shepherd and I'll follow him wherever he leads me. And they're filled with zeal and zest and life that's supernatural. And that's the vision that we're aiming at. We're aiming at something that is supernatural. It's something that Jesus gives. It's, I'm, I have decided I'll follow the good shepherd wherever he leads me. We stand your feet. Let's pray together. I'd like to invite us all today to repeat this prayer after me. And here's the prayer that I'm going, I'll tell you what I'm going to pray so that you can trust me. What I want to go after is whether this is the first time that you've asked Jesus to be your shepherd or the 200th time. My aim is that we're going after it this week. My aim is that it's a re-establishment. Jesus, you're, you're, you're the good shepherd and you're, you're, you're my shepherd. So we just repeat this prayer to the Lord and let's just do this together. Jesus, you're the good shepherd. I give you my life. I want to know you. You already know me. I want to hear your voice. I will follow you. Thank you for giving your life for me on the cross. Thank you for caring for me first. I surrender. I give you my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just keep your eyes closed heads bowed. I want to pray for our offering. Father, we love you today. Everything that we have already belongs to you. Take what we have. We surrender it. It's yours. God, use our church. Lord, that we would follow Jesus in a world filled with false shepherds, in a world filled with lies. Jesus, you are the truth. Jesus, you are the life giver. You are the shepherd. We love you. We surrender our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen.